This is the sermon of the AFM Impact Christian Center in Madrid. For more information, contact us on www.afmimpact.org or email us on info at afmimpact.org. We'd like to hear from you. This morning, and part of this special occasion, I want to speak to you directly with something you should do every day. And my topic is live with an expectation. Live with an expectation. You see, expectation also means hope. We have to live with hope today. And I'm going to read to you Romans 15 verses 13. It says the following. May the God of hope. You can follow it also on the projector. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is my prayer also for you, uh, Pastor Owen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I believe that God always reacts on people's expectations. Let's just look at three examples. Matthew 8, verses 8. We see a Roman centurion. He believed that if Jesus says a word, his servant, who lies at home paralyzed in a terrible suffering, will be healed. And Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. But listen what this guy said. He said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believe it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. You know, a miracle happened because someone had an expectation. The second one, Matthew 9, verse 18. A ruler knelt before Jesus and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. She, Jesus went, he took the girl by the hand and she got up. Can you see what happens when we live with an expectation? The last example is Matthew 9, 29 and 30. Two blind men calling out to Jesus and say, Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus says, according to your faith, it will be done to you. And their sight was restored. We must not link our expectation and our hope on our own potential and our own ability. We must link our expectation on God's potential and ability. 
in Romans 4, 18, Paul is writing, he says, against all hope, Abram in hope believed and became the father of many nations. You see, you and me must not limit God. Our expectations should be great. You have to live with expectation. Something good is going to happen. But you have to believe it. I was reading a, a verse in the Bible and it actually tells me the truth of our current situation in South Africa. Matthew 9, 35 and 36 is only two verses. It says that, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. It means to lose con consciousness because of a temporarily insufficient supply of oxygen on the brain. And they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And I was asking myself, why do people live without any expectation? And I went through the other translations and the NIV says the people were harassed. You know, harassed means to be aggressive, to be uh, pressured or intimidated, also helpless. The living letter says they were bewildered, very puzzled. The message says so confused and aimless. And the Amplified says distressed, dejected suffer from extreme anxiety, sorrow. This is the questions that we must address today. Also to help our pastor. Because we must ask the questions, what makes our people confused? What makes them harassed? What makes them bewildered? What makes them sometimes unable to understand? What makes them perplexed? Completely baffled? Totally bewildered? And this morning, I would like, in short, to give you some re reasons why people give up. In my own experience, why I think pastors always or sometimes just give up. They are tired. And they are exhausted. Firstly, people are tired and exhausted because of assaults from the devil. The devil is a reality. We are overcoming by devoting our lives to God. James 4, 7 says, Subject yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You cannot triumph over the devil on your own strength. Only through Christ alone. It's only through Christ that we are blessed. A co-heir, more than conquerors, capable, having the ability to do anything. That is why 
Peter is saying, be sober and watchful for a devil is prowling like a roaring lion. What should we do? We have to read the scriptures more in order to strengthen our trust in God. The second reason why people are tired and exhausted is because of a dysfunctional background. You see, a lot of people are slaves of dysfunctional relationships and traumatic experiences from their past. And what I have seen is that everyone has an inherent need to be in a quality relationship and seek the following. Acceptance. Your pastor needs acceptance. Why? Acceptance brings a sense of security. You need acceptance also from your pastors because it will bring security. But he needs appreciation. Why? Because it brings a sense of significance. People want to be available. They want to be, be available because it brings a sense of worth. People want affection. Why? Because affection brings a sense of caring. Accountability. He needs it. Why? It brings a sense of responsibility. To be freed from a dysfunctional background, what can we do? Three steps are necessary. Forgiveness. Acquit all those who did you wrong in the past. Take responsibility of your life and stop blaming others for your circumstances. But also allow a process of renewal to take place in your mind through the dictates of the scriptures. The third reason why people are tired and exhausted, aimless, confused. Yeah, it's because of an undisciplined lifestyle. You see, sometimes we forget that sin means in essence to miss our purpose. We as rulers subject ourselves by choice to become slaves of darkness and wickedness. Now the concept addictions literally means to make you a slave. And follow with me this, this verse in the Living Bible. It says, Romans 6, 16. The one to whom you offer yourself, he will take you and be your master and you will be his slave. You break away from sin, which enslave us by confession. Rather say, I'm sorry, Pastor Owen. Simply members, rather say sorry than to keep quiet. It's better always to stay in the truth. To actively bring yourself in line with God's plan and to be truly repentant of your past. Conversion. I know in the Afrikaans community, they don't like that word because it actually means to change. To turn away from the old way of life. To choose to follow another road. It's a challenge. It's not always easy to change. 
And thirdly, obedience. To from now on listen to what God says and don't submit to desires, impulses and carnal plans. You see, there's a difference between my will and God's will. And sometimes I bring my checklist and say, God, I need this. And your word says that everything that I want, I can call upon your name. But a problem is, it's my will. You must go and read the prayer of Jesus that he teaches his disciples. Our Father, thou art in heaven. Let your will be done as in heaven, as on earth. You see, there's a difference. It's not about me. It's not about a pastor. It's not about everybody. It's about what God wants. And if you and me can just follow in his footsteps, we will experience peace and we will live with rest. The fourth, the fourth reason why people are distressed, dejected, depressed, sometimes tired, exhausted. And here I'm using myself as an example. It's due to illness, ailment, and also biochemical disorder. Many people live under the yoke of physical ailment, which has a direct effect on their quality and way of life. So often we wait for a miracle while we should be responsible in our diet and total approach to a living, a healthy lifestyle. We must keep in mind, my dear brother and sister, that we are not in opposition to the miracle signs. But we have to admit that they are also fighting against the effect of the fall, which becomes, which becomes visible in illness. And listen very carefully to, to me this morning. It isn't always the devil. It isn't always a dysfunctional background or an undisciplined life that makes people tired and exhausted. Many people, Yes, I say many people have a chemical imbalance. I prayed for an elder one day. He had a sugar problem. And I can really experience when I prayed for him, God healed him. He was, he was feeling much better. But two hours later, his wife phoned me and said, his sugar is so high. Why did the devil steal his Healing. He said, what did he do? Now, after church, he was celebrating it with a two-liter Coke. <laughs> I'm healed. You see, that is what I mean. It isn't always the devil. It isn't always just, we must not be so devil-minded. We must rather be God-minded. And stay disciplined. Now, how can we acquire healing from tiredness and when we're feeling down, we can also use nat natural aids available. I'm not speaking about energy drinks, please. <laughs> so be careful for that. Natural aids available. We have to see medical signs as instruments of God. But thirdly, we also have to use common sense. The fifth reason why people are tired and exhausted are due to a low level of spiritual experience. 
people are tired because they have no warm, intimate relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, there is something about the presence of God that results in restoration deep within a person's being. Brothers and sisters, how many times have I experienced in my own life that when I wait down and troubles and burdens of this world are upon my shoulders, and when I spend time in the presence of the Lord, I always walked away with joy, with peace, and hope for the future. It is then that it becomes true that in the life of one day in the forecourt of God is better than a thousand elsewhere. Spend time with God. Listen what happened to David. Psalm 18.30 says, after David spent time with God, he said, with my God, I will charge a gang. And with my God, I will jump over a wall. Why? Because he spent time with God. The sixth reason. But don't think your pastor is guilty of this one. He's, he's an angel. And sometimes people are tired and exhausted because of a rust and driven lifestyle. No. It's not you, God. No, it's not you. I was telling Pastor Owen the other day, Owen, you must ride this horse, but please, it's not a 100 meter race. And you must protect him. Can I have an amen? amen. If you do not protect him and he's rust and he's only driven, he will burn out very quickly. And that's the only thing I'm going to say today. Then the lastly, uh, uh, reason why I think people get tired, exhausted, sick. It's because of poverty and economic shortage. God's intention is that we will also bring ourselves in line economically with God's prescriptions so that even our finances can fall under God's rule. Now, how can we do that? We bring ourselves in line in order to let God's blessing fill our lives by giving our tithe. My first of my income belongs to the Lord. We have a ruling in our assembly that before I even get a salary, the first thing that they subtract from my income is my tithe before I can make any other changes. The first thing, paying you tight. Members, you too. It's very important. Secondly, stewardship. Everything I have, the Lord has put in my hands, responsibility is expected of me. The last thing about the seventh reason why people are getting tired and exhausted based on economic shortages. We have to learn to be more generous. Generosity. The Lord loves a cheerful person. Solomon says, you will find somebody 
you will see that he always gives, but he never will get poor. Then you will find people, they do not have much, but that doesn't change. Don't keep what you have for yourself. Be generous. Bless your pastor. I believe with my whole heart. He's got a heart to bless you. He's so excited. He's so enthusiastic. He's so ready for this journey. But help him. He needs you. Now let's end off this sermon. I, I was saying we have to live with an expectation. It doesn't matter how we feel. We sang a song this morning. It reminds me of Psalm 34 that says, it doesn't matter how I feel, I will serve the Lord. Even though my flesh is, I'm not, I don't feel like it. I will bless the Lord, oh my soul. Now why do you say, is it so important? You see, when we live with expectation that God can and will provide. The first thing is, it creates an atmosphere for a miracle to happen. It's only when you have an expectation, when you live with hope, then there will be an atmosphere for a miracle. But remember, there's always a frequency of coincidence where people have an expectation. There are more appreciation for your own environment and the people around you when you live with an expectation. It gives you strength in difficult times and you will be able to make the difference. Why? Because you live with hope. People need hope. Now how can we, what can we do some practical ways of making our expectations a reality. First, spend time with the Word of God. Personalize the, the passage. He is a God of hope that can fill me with all joy and peace as I trust in Him. So that I may overflow with what? With hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, I personalize it. But secondly, I visualize it. Why? I see hope. When I focus, I can see hope. I can see joy. I can see peace. so that I may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Meditate the scripture. He is a God of, help me, He's a God of hope. He's a God of hope. He's a God of hope. Research has shown that you have to say something sometimes 21 times over and over again before it gets into your head. He is a God of? That's better. He is a God of? Hope, yes. He can fill you with what? All. 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 
say all, all joy. You see, that is when you start meditating the scripture. And lastly, you memorize the verse, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow of hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, you have to change your vocabulary. How do you do that? You write down all your negative words and you find and use new uplifting words and you use that. And you repeat that positive and words regularly and you make it part of your daily life. Two verses more. Experience God's power. Paul is saying to the people in Ephesians 3.20, he is able to do immeasurably more than what we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. He is able is able. Experience that power. Spend time with God. Isaiah 14 verse 31 says, but those who wait, the other translation says, but those who hope on the Lord shall renew their strength. You see, if you want to renew your strength, you must live with hope. They shall mount up with eagles with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Would you please stand with me? Yes. Take some time and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. I want your Holy Spirit, Lord, to make me excited. Lord, you are in control. I am safe, Lord. I can live with an expectation because you are with me, Lord. I do not have to be afraid of anything, Lord, because you are true. You are genuine, Lord. You are able. You are beyond description, Lord. I pray this morning for this assembly that I will buy into this vision to say I want we want to live with expectation something good is going to happen thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you that we can trust you thank you that we can believe you you are a wonderful God